You're listening to the AISTS Master of Sports Administration podcast, created by Dr. Boris Gojanovich as part of the program Sports Medicine Module. In this series, we attempt to discover, understand, and debate the important issues in the world of sports medicine. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to your favorite breakfast show from the Seaside Station. As usual, we have a hot topic for discussion this morning. Can one be addicted to exercise? And joining me today is a former elite athlete, the Nigerian triple jumper, Otonio Iwurima, who won the silver medal at the 2006 Commonwealth Games in Melbourne, Australia. Thank you for joining us today, Otonio. Thank you for having me. Hi, everyone. All right. I mean, we're going straight right into it. And I must confess that today's um, topic is favorite of mine you know um and i've done a little research before you came on the show you know so according to the american psychiatric association the apa an addiction is defined as the compulsion to continually engage in an activity or behavior despite the negative impact on the person's ability to remain mentally and or physically healthy and functional in the home and community what's your take on this now this topic has been a topic that has really bothered me for as an elite athlete, so I actually did research on it. Now, according to the APA, uh, exercise addiction is a compulsive engagement in any form of physical exercise despite negative consequences. Now, there are three main types of disorders associated with exercise, excessive exercise. Uh, There's anorexia, athletica. This is exercising beyond the point of benefiting one's body. There's exercise bulimia. This is the binge eating followed by periods of high intensity exercise there is the body dysmorphic disorder this is obsession with parts of the body okay okay i mean so so when does one call it an addiction the identifying exercise addiction can be based on the following criteria one tolerance increasing the amount of exercise in order to feel the desired effect that is the buzz or a sense of accomplishment you have the withdrawal that is the in the absence of exercise, the person experiences negative effects like anxiety, irritability, restlessness, sleep problems. There's a lack of control okay. where unsuccessful attempts to reduce exercise level or cease exercising for a certain period of time. There is the intention effect where uh, one is unable to stick to one's intended routine as evident by exceeding the amount of the time devoted to the exercise. There's a time where a great deal of time is spent preparing for, engaging in, and recovering from exercise. There's the reduction in other activity where exercise causes uh, reduction in social, occupational, or recreational activities. There's also the continuance. This is where one continues to exercise despite knowing that the activity is creating physical, psychological, and interpersonal problems. Wow, this this is a whole lot, you know. But the thing is, these things you've listed, I've seen them in athletes, not even just elite athletes. But so, are you saying athletes in general are all addicts? Now, exercise addiction also needs to be distinguished from exercise that occurs at high frequency. Okay. Um, elite athletes may devote a great deal of time. They actually uh, have redu- reduction in other activities, and believe it or not, they actually go through withdrawals uh, when this behavior or these activities are cut down. But despite all this, um, that does not necessarily mean the elite athlete is addicted to his or her sports. Um, Failure to distinguish between exercise addiction and training high frequency or intensity has been a source of confusion for some of the literatures. Okay, so so who is likely to become an exercise addict? 
Now, anyone can become an addict, but uh, most of the research has been focused on the adult population or on college students. Uh, little is really known about the adolescent. But the real question is, is, why do people exercise? Now, most people exercise for intrinsic or extrinsic rewards. Now, those that exercise for intrinsic rewards are more likely to become exercise addicts because they're doing this to cope with uh, maybe emotional issues, depression, self-esteem or anxiety. Why those that are what we call committed exercisers who engage in the, in the activity for intrinsic rewards uh, do not really suffer severe withdrawal symptoms when they cannot exercise. Okay. Um, research has shown that 3% of the general population are actually exercise addicts. Among certain groups such as uh, ultra marathon runners and uh, sports science students, there is also a higher um, risk factor. We also have more than 40% of members of fitness gym that actually fit this criteria of exercise addiction. Wow. wow. So, so why does one become addicted? Um, in this area, uh, more research needs to be done to determine the true cause of exercise addiction. But according to medical researchers, they, uh, they are biological and they are psychological components. Now, okay. exercising, especially uh, particularly aerobic exercising, uh, triggers the release of mood-boosting, anxiety-calming neurotransmitters. Here, we're going to start using big words <laughs> okay. like uh, endorphins, neuropinephrine, dopamine, serotonin, endocannabinoids, big words. Uh, these are similar. They have similar uh, active ingredients to marijuana. Wow. Yes. <laughs> and this on its own may be enough to trigger a dependence, especially with people that are prone to feeling depressed uh, and have low self-esteem. Wow. And also, it should be noted that people with exercise addiction may also struggle with other addictions like uh, alcohol or drug addiction. And this addiction can also co occur with something like eating disorder, which you tends to now complicate the issue. Okay, okay. So, I mean, if, if I've listened to everything you've said clearly from the beginning, it's like saying that, you know, there's not um, one thing that makes you an exercise addict. It's not so much as what you do or how many hours you spend in the gym. It's why you do what you do. Is that what you're saying? Why? And there are also other components. Let's bear in mind, it's, it's still... Uh, um, being researched okay some of these are also theories okay okay so so what's the way forward what's the treatment so to speak for the for anyone who who, dis, who discovers that he or she's an addict what's the way forward now there's no prescription drug that have been proven to treat this, this disorder okay. but first of all you need to recognize that you have a problem like they do normal people that have addicts then you also have to have a, a psychotherapy which will help to change the belief and the behavior of the person and also have a very strong family support structure that is non-judgmental mm. and this will help play an important uh, part in the individual's uh, recovery mm. well listeners there you have it um you know we've, if you're just joining us sorry we're just at the end of this you know um session we've been having a chat with otonye uh, a retired elite athlete talking to us about the topic can one be addicted to exercise i can see the phone lines are buzzing here but unfortunately we're out of time today we won't be able to take phone calls um i think Otani, i think you need to come back to the studio some other time to shed some more light and then answer a few questions from the public oh i don't mind all right thank you very much for joining us today enjoy the rest of your day bye, bye. thanks for listening if you've got questions or comments share them directly on this track on the aists msa soundcloud page 
or visit us at www.aists.org.